morning. Jonah 1, 1-16 The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you? Make the sea calm down for us. Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die forsaking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Florence. On Tuesday this week, I got a handwritten letter through uh, my door from Chloe. Chloe. And she writes, Have you or someone you know been recently feeling burdened by anxiety and stress? At times like this, many of us are experiencing these emotions. I'd like to share some suggestions that I found helpful from an article entitled How to Deal with Stress. Take one day at a time. Try and identify what is causing your stress. Make time to do things you enjoy. Take care of your physical health. Talk to a friend. And she continues. Many are surprised to learn that all these practical suggestions come from the Bible. I personally have found advice in the Bible to be really valuable when I'm feeling overwhelmed by life. Especially the scripture in Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. 
A good word from a close friend can really help. Please feel free to get in touch if you like to learn more beneficial advice found in the Bible that can help reduce anxieties and stresses caused by life today. Thank you for taking time to read my letter. Take care. Chloe. Chloe is a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, they are not uh, Christians as we understand uh, what it means to be a Christian. And that was certainly what I heard when I grew up. Uh, 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 back, back in Norway, I'd become a Christian at the tender age of 16. And quite soon people told me about Jehovah's Witnesses. That you need to be so careful with these people who came knocking on the door in the middle of the day. There were, it was always two against one. Uh, they tried to trick you, to deceive you, to kind of twist the scriptures. So basically, pretend you're not at home. <laughs> Don't open the door. Don't even attempt to enter into any kind of discussion with these Jehovah's Witnesses. Stay away. They are bad people. Jonah's problem was not the Jehovah's Witnesses, but rather the Assyrians. And we are uh, today beginning a short sermon series on the, in the book of Jonah. In the book of Jonah. And before we kind of get into some stuff, what do we know of uh, our friend Jonah? What do we know of uh, what happened to this person? Just call out something. He was swallowed by a whale. Okay, what else? He, he ignored God. He ran away. You're looking at her. <laughs> okay, Jonah, the runaway. Okay. He didn't like God's mercy for other people. Yeah, we're coming to that in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. He was scared to go to Nineveh. Okay. So basically, basically, that's a sermon. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, so Jonah. This is great. Really good. Jonah, it's, it's quite a familiar story for, for, you know, for, for many of us. Um, it, it's a dramatic book. It's quite a comical book as well. There's lots of comedy in there. But Jonah, you know, he was a prophet in Israel. And uh, this is uh, 7th century uh, BC. And the arch enemy for Israel back then was the Assyrians. Okay? And Assyria, they were a superpower. And the, the, the oldest and most populated city in uh, Assyria uh, was Nineveh, which is located in modern day Iraq. And, and Jonah absolutely hated the Assyrians. He really, really didn't like them. They were his and the nations of, nation of Israel's enemy. And here we have this word coming to, uh, to Jonah, which is to go to the great city of Nineveh and to preach against it. Go to Nineveh. I uh, wonder if you have ever 
had a sense of God calling you to do something which you really didn't like. You found challenging. Any, anyone here? One or two? Yeah. One or two people? You, I think it's, it's quite hard to be a Christian and not, <laughs> and not to hear God calling us to do something which is difficult, which is hard. And I guess we can do one of three things. We can say, yes, I'll do it. No, I won't. Or actually, it wasn't God. Surely God couldn't call me to do something that weird. You know, I think that God often invites us to do something that is uncomfortable, that is challenging. Because often it is in that place when we learn to discover or we discover more of who God is. Our faith is being stretched. Our faith grows. You know, it's only when we are uncomfortable that we can experience God's comfort. I think God invites us into that difficult place, that challenging place, discover more of who God is and his character. But Jonah, it said, no way was he going to go to Nineveh. He ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. And therefore, Jonah is known as the reluctant prophet, the runaway prophet. So instead of obeying God's command to bring repentance to Nineveh, a city to the east, he fled to the west. He fled into the Mediterranean Sea, jumped on the boat, headed for Tarshish, probably somewhere in Spain. Perhaps hoping that God would send someone else. That's easy to wish for, isn't it? God sent someone else. Someone else can do it. Not me. Send someone else. Perhaps Jonah was thinking that as he was outside the territory where God, Yahweh, was worshipped, somehow, you know, the mobile, mobile signals you know, were not as great in the med. Somehow God couldn't reach him. He was just too far away. God couldn't reach him. Perhaps you are thinking, you know, I haven't been to church much lately. I haven't done my prayers as, as well as I could have done. You know, Bible reading is a bit here and there. God wouldn't want to send me. God wouldn't want to use me. I'm not up for it. I'm not qualified. Jo- Jonah, the runaway. A little boy, a little boy declared to his dad one day, I'm running away from home. The dad thought for a moment and asked him, but what will you do when you get hungry? That's okay, said the boy confidently. I will just come home and eat some and then off I go again. But what about when your money runs out? What will you do then? Fine, I'll just come back and get some more, and then I ran away again. The dad thought a bit more, and then he asked uh, the, the boy, but, but what about when your clothes get dirty? That's okay, that's okay. I just come home and my mommy will wash them for me, he said. And then dad thought a bit more, and then he said, boy... You are not running away, are you? You are off to university. (laughs) 
Anyway, Jonah, he uh, ran away. Often we talk about flight, fight or flight. And Jonah chose to flee, to run away. And you know, throughout the Bible, we find that there were lots of people who were fleeing away from God, fleeing challenges. Uh, Adam and Eve fled from God in the Garden of Eden. Moses did, King David, Elijah. Remember the story about the prodigal son? He ran away from home, from his father. The disciples of Jesus ran away when Jesus was arrested. Runaway Jonah. I wonder if there are any runaways here this morning. I wonder if there are any runaways here this morning. Is there a Jonah in all of us? Perhaps just have a little think for a moment. Can you think of a time when you ran away from something or someone? You really felt you ought to do something, to respond, to engage. But you ran away. Maybe an opportunity to give something to someone who had little. To spend time with someone who was very lonely and reached out to you. Maybe to share something about your faith with someone at work. But then perhaps busyness, perhaps pride, perhaps fear stopped you from responding. And you ran away. Of course for Jonah, it was really hard because they were his enemies. They were people he didn't like. God send someone else. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And then we read, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. How does God get your attention? How does God get your attention? I've been here in, uh, in this part of the world, in Leicestershire, for three, uh, for, for three years. Three years, yeah. Not too many seas around here, are there? It's a long way to the sea. <laughs> um, I know we've got Rutland waters. And one or two of you maybe have been on there. But you know, how does God get your attention? God pursues Jonah, even when Jonah is angry with God. And why is that? It's because of God's compassion. His compassion for those who are suffering and those who are lost. Because people really, really need to be told the good news of Jesus. Whether they are Assyrians or Jehovah's Witnesses or the noisy neighbor next door or the irritable person I work with. Whoever they are, they need to be told the good news of Jesus. So here they were, and of all the gods represented in that multi-faith crew on the boat, Jonah recognized that it was his God who was responsible. His God only could save them. The runaway Jonah realized that he was the problem. I am the guilty one. And this storm can only stop if you kill me. Interesting that he didn't say... The storm will stop if I return and go to Assyria. 
Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Here ends the first chapter, minus one verse. A whale of a story. I practiced that one. Uh, so, run away, Jonah. I want to leave us with three questions to reflect on. Three questions. Firstly, what, what uncomfortable and difficult thing could God be asking you to do, and are you willing to respond? Secondly, who in your midst do you regard as being without hope and is God asking you to engage? And thirdly, instead of running away, how can you come close to God this week? And let me finish with a Bible verse from Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run, not run away, but let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Amen.